Okay, both of you, please just shut up. Just shut up while we do it. All right. Hi, everyone. This is this is Spooky Spouses. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this, again, is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Whenever we feel like it, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Uh, something else that's spooky. Aliens. Two aliens at the same time. Paranormal stories. Sometimes up to five or six aliens in the same place. Anything spooky related. That's true. Whenever we feel like it, we'll bring in a smattering of topics that we've researched separately of one another. um, And then we talk about them on our show for the first time, you know, without having told each other what we've researched. So it's like (laughs) funny and cute. Um, But today... We are joined by Mason. You guys better just shut up um, until I. We're joined by Mason <laughs> and Tucker, our holiday guests. Okay, now you can say. Now you can clap. Yay! Yay for us! I'm, this is a hostile environment. Is, I, I'm now clap. Now clap. Okay, please okay. clap. Um, I'm feeling the holiday spirit. Mason Tucker, thank you for being here, friends. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. So this is our second of two. This is the last holiday episode that we're doing. I think we've called it like a happy Krampus. Something like that. I already forget. I already forget too. And mm-hmm. it was a couple days ago that we put it out. And Lindsay had this idea where we would bring on guests or friends of ours to bring us a present, to give us a gift, which that gift is basically running the show for us. Well, we just get to kind of chill out. Yeah, cool. That is a that is a that is a good idea. That is a clever gift. Yeah, it's a nice gift. How is it, how's it been going? I think it's been going okay. I mean, we still have maybe a couple listeners. Mm-hmm. That's always, but good. that's normal. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. And one here's a surprise. Here's a gift to you all, because we learned this. Uh, because the last episode we did, we recorded with Eli O'Kane and then Eli Chambers. And we realized that we're going to do a thing now because we think it'll be a funny and also a little pod QB and then also a little bit, um, what's the word, preventative. When you both start your sections, we are going to start a timer for 35 minutes. And regardless of where we're at, it's going to be a hard cut. Wow. In the episode. We're not we're not telling you when it's gonna happen. I'll tell yeah. you after it happens. Oh no. But it's just gonna be <laughs> a hard cut and then it will fade in. Can I give you some bad news? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go thirty five minutes. Oh well it's not just good you know, hey, we're well, we're here to lift you up. The thing that happens is that we will distract you. And things will derail. So, okay, awesome. 35 minutes is going to go by pretty quickly. I'm getting a sense that this is sort of a don't use this hairdryer in the bathtub moment where you had uh, an incident in the past. Yeah, we did. The incident is called Eli Rexford Chambers. And (laughs) it's not only his fault, it's our fault as well because we have a really hard time staying focused. So, we're setting a timer and regardless, you know, it's kind of like the uncertainty of the holidays anyways. You know, you said, t- you know, it's like, what's going to happen next? Is Santa going to be here? And you never know if they're going to you know Plus, you, got, you brought up PodCube, but you didn't mention that, like, basically the PodCube cast is here right now. Oh, yeah. Mason and Tucker, do you want to tell everyone who you are and what you do? Hi, my name is Tucker. I'm on PodCube. <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> hi, great. Hi, my name is Mason, and I am <clears throat> I'm also on PodCube. I made the website. Yeah. I voice act and I've edited an episode. More to come. 
You can find Podcube uh, at poweredbypodcube. It's weird. I can't talk about it. I can't actually do this because we're all here. It feels weird. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Poweredbypodcube.com. It's a sketch comedy show that's like five-ish minutes per episode. You're wearing the sweatshirt. I'm wearing a Powered by Podcube sweatshirt that was actually made by Jordan when we weren't doing Podcube, when it didn't exist yet. It literally (laughs) time-traveled. Like, that's not even a joke. You ordered this, I think, uh, two years before we started Podcube. Yeah, it was two years before we started the Podcube show. Yeah. And now you have a sweatshirt. You have the only I think you have the only one in existence right now. I was supposed to buy you one because this was for you, but they ran small. Oh, yeah. It was a really little one. And I am I'm historically and the stories go that I'm a very small man. (laughs) So I I, I slipped right into it. I thought you were going to say the stories go that I'm a very bad friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. But yikes. Um, Well, who wants to go first? Tucker, you introduced yourself first. Do you want to be the one who starts the um, episode? Um, I could do that. Okay, well, I'm starting your timer right now, and I'm not going to tell you when it stops. All right. So when you guys originally reached out to me, I was having a hard time thinking of something spooky. But then I also read in the message that you sent to me that said it could be an unusual topic. And so Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you guys have heard about the phenomenon known as sonoluminescence. Oh, no. (laughs) I was wondering if you guys have ever heard of. A haunted Ghosts. house. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Son- Son- Are you saying the name of a band you like? No, it's this weird thing that happens uh, called sonoluminescence. And I learned about it a long time ago, but it's really, it's neat. Okay. I, it's, it's super unusual. And I think unusual things are spooky because the universe is big and we don't understand it. And nothing gets that existential dread going like the unknown. You know, I fully agree. I think things that are things that are like outright scary, I don't think are that scary. But things that are, I want the listener to know as well. Yeah, I said listener because there's one of you. Um, Tucker. Hi, Eli. Tucker is drinking <laughs> uh, a huge, just a, a two liter and is crushing it's a, a two, two liter. liter. Crushing a two You're liter. Just crushing it. Um, but things that are scary outright, like a haunted house, it's, I don't know, it's like, okay, it's scary and then it's done. But things that are weird or like unusual, I think are way scarier because we, we categorize things that we don't know how to categorize as being weird or unusual. Yeah. It's scary. The math of the universe is f- f- weird. It is weird. Nature rounds. What? Nature, Nature rounds. rounds. That's oh, black. That's, dude, that's like really deep, actually, if you think about it. Like, we're all just rounding errors in the Excel spreadsheet of the universe, dude. Yeah. Like, what are those formulas? What is it? Damn. What does that mean? What does that mean? Did you just break or yeah. what Nature. happened? So, what does uh, that mean that Nature rounds? I just mean, like, Mason, you, you take it. Like the numbers? Like, Jordan, if I said, oh, that's a dollar and a half, but we'll round it up to two dollars. I'd say that's a that's We're, a lot. That's honestly kind of a lot of money to round up. So the na- nature takes. <laughs> okay, but I'm giving it to you. I'm not charging you, so oh, I'm being no. nice. But like nature. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. So, but like that fifty cents came out of nowhere, right? That fifty cents goes into nature's little piggy bank that it can then save up and spend on making a cat disappear or making sonoluminescence happen, right? Yeah. Boom. So 
So wait, I like how you're both in agreement with this and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, I'm still stuck on rounding up because I think about it all the time. And especially during the holidays, you'll go buy something and they'll be like, do you want to round up for so-and-so charity? But I never think to ask like how much I'm rounding up. Like, are they rounding up a dollar? Am I giving 10 cents? Like... That's also kind of scary. To the nearest multiple right. of 10. Round yeah, up like, to 100. Would you like to round up $75 to help the special little charity of ours? So wait. Okay. Now, because we could go. No, whatever. I'll ask it. When, when, when you say nature rounds and it takes the amount that it's rounded to put in its special bank to create weird stuff. Is that what you're saying? I mean, metaphorically. Yeah, metaphorically. All right. Okay. The math of existence is just spooky. It's weird. There's a, I don't know, you know, nature rounds. It's like, like <laughs> physics, right? You think, like you think as physics scientists, someone like yeah. a particle accelerator person knows all the math of what happens, but then there's like a little bit of error and like, where does that science But then they're math like, go? yeah, we use imaginary numbers there because it doesn't make sense unless you use something that's made up. And that's, feel- that's what Randonautica is powered on, actually. It's crazy. I really? feel like you two got together before the show and we're like, let's make Lindsay and Jordan feel like we didn't tell them that we like dosed their drinks and now they're high and they don't know this. I feel, I feel like a high person listening to you two talk about this. I wish we had, but no, Tucker, you just, you're speaking my language, Tuck. You just said something that just. This, this isn't even what I was going to talk about. Right, you were talking about. <laughs> I was. I was just going to go off about sonoluminescence. So wait, is that like space stuff? <laughs> no. So is that sound light? I mean, technically, it's all space stuff. If you oh, think yeah, about it. Is. Jeez, oh man! Smokes. I wish. I'm going to open up my folder on my computer of bong sound effects, and just, it's going to be nonstop throughout the whole episode. I don't know if I'm smart enough to finish this episode. Yeah, dude. No. Do we stop it now? No, no, a, no. This You're, is a 10-minute episode? I haven't even got to the cool part. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is the phenomenon of sonoluminescence. It's basically what happens <clears throat> when um, gas bubbles inside of a liquid implode because of sound waves implode go in the opposite way yeah where does the gas go and and the result is light wait what what wait what (laughs) are you talking about yeah so it's like if you it's like if you rupture bubbles underwater using sound waves it produces light what and and that's the phenomenon of sonoluminescence which i think is just so cool what is the purpose of that what? I don't know. Purpose? Nature, <laughs> nature rounds, Lindsay. Nature rounds. This, rem- this reminds me of a story that our nephew told us one time, and he said he had an egg, and he opened it up, and there was a ghost inside. And that's about basically all I've gained in this. I love that your response, Lindsay, to this like interesting scientific phenomenon was like, okay, what's that good for? Why would you do that? <laughs> Why you do that? <laughs> Hey, I got a question. Hey, Mr. Science Guy, why you do that? It's kind of like it was kind of like Tucker is on Shark Tank and like pitching you this product, and you're like, well, who's going to buy that? Who's going to buy gaslight? Uh, so I, light? I have this product. It's called Sonoluminescence, and it's not only energy efficient. Um, I think it's better than solar long term. I have a question. I don't really get it, and why you do that? Why do that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know why this is where my brain went, but I'm, I'm, I pulled up the Wikipedia page. But just thinking about this, I want to like build. This is going to be gross. I want to build a device 
that I can like fart into and get it trapped in in the water. Here we go. And then use Soundwave to collapse that and see what color the light is. And maybe that has to do with how my soul is or like my aura. And then like that's I'll... how you find out your aura color. <laughs> hey Mason, yeah. when did you think? When did you think in your life you were gonna say out loud, "I want to find out what color my aura is by imploding my farts." my fart bubble underwater Underwater. using sound waves and turning it into light and the sound waves i will just use like it'll have to be like my own voice i'll have to like say a power word okay you'll probably have to like scream yeah but i'm gonna scream a word i'm hey i imagine it's hard to rupture a bubble what's gonna be the word (laughs) yeah what what word would you that's a question i think we should each say what what our power word would be to collapse our fart bubble into our soul or a light in this sono then it would be solo sono luminescence well because we could also Um, choose the liquid it's in Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it has to be your own blood or pee. This is like, equal parts the most heady and stupidest episode by far. Because we're t- it's spooky though, right? It's spooky. It's spooky. scary how much I don't understand what's happening. It's spooky because why you do that? Number two, Mason <laughs> is talking about implode, farting into your own blood or pee. Yeah, but that's defined as aura color. Yeah, I, like I all get that. With this. Like, it's like, oh, well, yeah, duh. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Well, it explained what, why you do that. Yeah. To find your aura color. We're unlocking nature's mysteries right now. If you want to play along at home, I'll send a diagram to the chat just for the hell of it. But Did basically, you make it? Yeah. Uh, no, I found it on Wikipedia. Um, basically, <laughs> oh. you're going to need a little jar. You're going to need something to amplify sound into the water. Or pee. And then some kind of a light Mm -hmm. going into it. And yeah, and basically you're going to fill that jar with a sacred liquid from your body, whether that is pee or blood. Or spit. Or spit. (laughs) That would just take so long. Sweat. That would take a long time. What do you think is the most, and don't say the answer that I think you're going to say. Say the second answer. What do you think the most sacred liquid from your body is? Tears. Okay. Oh, that's a really good answer. That moved my heart. Yeah. Lindsay, what's your answer? Oh, I have to go? Yes, of course. Um, I don't know. I mean, tear, are we allowed to say the same one? I think tears is a great answer. Yeah, that's <laughs> a pretty that's a pretty heavy answer. Yeah, tears is a really sacred liquid. I'm still going to go with spit. Yeah? Why? Because, uh, you know, you got to choo- You got to choose to do that. A lot. I, I, thought really, thought, gonna, yeah. I really thought someone else was going to say sweat and then someone else was going to say blood and like blood, sweat and tears. Yeah. Oh, oh. wow. But I'll change Tucker, mine to sweat. The thing about spit, though, like you said, <laughs> you have to blood. choose that. <laughs> you have to choose that and then choose it again and then choose it again. And then choose it again. Until you fill the jar. Yeah. So there is like a dedication to it. Oh, so that's a lot yeah. of blood. Yeah. Or sweat or tears. Anyway, you're putting a piece of yourself into this project. And that's what counts. And then fart into it. <laughs> and then you have to blow it up. You have to collapse that bubble with the power word. Mm. And now we've all had so much time to think of what our power word would oh. be. I want to know what everyone's is. What power word would you use to collapse your fart bubble and see your soul color? <laughs> Just one word. <laughs> Yeah, you would yell it, obviously, and stretch it out. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it is a power word. I mean, obviously. You're going to want something with a lot of vowels, probably. Hey, don't tell, don't influence what our, if I already had a power word that was mostly consonants, like the planet Chewbacca was from, (laughs) (laughs) like that, like if that, if I wanted my power word to be Kashyyyk or Kishik, (laughs) then you're, you're, then now I can't choose that one because now I feel like that's a stupid one because you said it has to have vowels in it. Oh, no, you could do it. You could do it. No, I I already threw it away. I don't want to say Kashyyyk. I feel like, I feel like Yippee is a good one. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of vowels. Yippee. Yippee. What a th- Yippee. 
you have to say, yippee! Like, <laughs> yeah, you have to, yeah, you, you can't say Oh, it's blue. Oh, nice. Oh, great. Imagine bleeding a lot and yelling, Ugh. yippee. Yippee in the hospital. At a jar of your own fart. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker, what's your, what's your power word? Um, I was going to pick a word from the Matrix. <laughs> it's a big part of my life. Neo. I know. <laughs> That's not how I would do it, but yeah, I would pick Neo, actually. Oh. That's a great yeah. one. Neo. Because it's got vowel, two vowels. Oh. I, oh. I feel. You could do like Mr. Anderson, though. <laughs> that, that would be something. I feel like this entire episode, I need to make. I just a, just a, a little clarification for the listener. Um, no, you did not have to listen to any episode before this episode. This whole episode is just reading and sounding like a gigantic <laughs> inside joke. And I, I'm right there with you. I don't know what's going on. I'm following. Okay. Lindsay's power word is Lindsay's power word is yippee. Mm-hmm. Tucker's is Neo from the Matrix, specifically Neo with an asterisk, and then from the Matrix, extra O's at the end. And extra O's, of course. Do they get smaller? or Do they say this? Say do they get bigger? Let's probably get bigger before mm, they get smaller. Gets better before it gets worse. <laughs> I got to rupture a fart bubble <laughs> in a jar of my own sweat. That's I don't even know. It's a lot of pressure. Mason, what's your power word? Um, <clears throat> it would be. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> I hurt myself yelling, Anderson. Um, <laughs> I think I would go based off of what the mechanism of light emission is in sonoluminescence, which is uh, categorized under either thermal or electrical processes known as the Bremstrahlung radiation and I or Bremstrahlung. So I think Bremstrahlung is what I would say. That's a good one. Yeah, <clears throat> that is a really good one. Yeah, I'm paying homage to the uh, you know the person who discovered this. Yeah. That's really that's really nice. <laughs> probably. Let me be clear. Not did not discover what we're talking about. <laughs> But, yeah. but did make it possible. Well, wait. It's it's obviously you said you said the name is Bremstrahlunger. Bremstrahlung. 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 So that to me sounds German. Yeah, it's not like this person was like they were knocking on the door. Hello, are you busy? Oh, please don't come in. I'm yelling. I'm yelling my own last name into a into a bucket of my own blood. <laughs> I'm trying to collapse my fart to see what my soul. Color. Please, no, don't come in. Just, this is so cool. This is so cool. This is wait to see this. This is, so this, is, cool. this is probably the most. This is probably the most spitzy thing I've ever done. But don't come in. It's very sensitive. I'm yelling my last name into a bucket of my of mine own blood in order to make. My bubbles implode and see what color my soul is. And it was very hard to get the fart to stay. <laughs> I really hope it's my Liebling's color. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Let's see if that has any bearing on the whole thing. But um, I, my power word, uh, you know, honestly, it would probably just be the name. It would probably be Molly, the name of our dog. I'm trying to think of like what's powerful. Aww. And what's something I really love? Oh, it would be our dogs. I would just yell Molly at bubbles okay. of my own farts in my own <laughs> tears. Because I do think tears are a very powerful body liquid. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think yeah. anyone who saw yeah. you do that would think you were on drugs. Me, just me. 
What about the three? Screaming the three? Molly? What about you're screaming me into a bucket of your own sweat? If they, wait, if we... Hold on, Tucker, that is such a weird thing to say. If someone... if someone, Molly is the name yeah. of a drug. Yeah, and also well, our beautiful angel. I gotta be totally honest. I don't think the word is what would weird people out if they walked in on this scene. I think that's, that's the true. last Good point. thing they would notice. I would really like it if that is a thing they're like... Yeah, I don't know. I just walked in and some guy yelling into his own spit. Well, he was yelling Neo. Oh, oh my God. What a weirdo. Well, Grow maybe up. they'll think he was saying Neato. Neato. And he just really thought it was cool. Cool. So yours is pretty good then, Linz, because you're yelling yippee. So you're just having a good yippee. time. And what was your liquid? Um, Sweat. Was it sweat? Or blood. I picked sweat and you went with and blood. And I was blood. Because I changed mine from spit. <laughs> hey you know speaking of blood sweat and tears here's a quick little story we um Lindsay and i met them in a the bar of a very small and weird hotel in like nowheresville ohio after a wedding in like 2012 i'm sorry what do you mean met them we met blood sweat and tears the band that's a band is it a band? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys. Holy smokes, yeah, it is. Like, I thought it was a t-shirt thing. Yeah, I, su- I super thought it was like a t-shirt phrase. You know, like, don't. <laughs> like, live, laugh, thing. love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Canoe just, on the weekend, blood, sweat, tears. Uh, yeah, I thought it was like just the kind of thing you would see with like a uh, like a Warner Brothers character and then some text. No, it's a band. It's not just a, t- it's not just a t-shirt thing. <laughs> like a Tweety Bird shirt. It's not, yeah, that's, that's cool. I'm going to have to listen to them. <laughs> Oh, their website. I'm going to rupture my bubble with their music. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that's terrible to say. No, I like it. The, you like the, that? <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> so this is not a new band. This is a pretty old one, I'm guessing. Blood, Blood yeah. Sweat, and Tears is like... Big in the 70s, 80s? I think 70s. They were like around when like Earth, Wind, and Fire in Chicago were big. Mason, go ahead. Guess, guess what? Anyone, yeah. anyone in this room could contact them with a demo MP3... To audition to be the next lead singer of Blood, Sweat, and Tears, according to their website. They're looking for a new lead singer. That's what I'm doing on Saturday. Can, I feel like Tucker has the best voice. Send your demo MP3 and a full <laughs> resume to Larry Dorr at bloodsweatandtears.com. Larry Dorr. If Dorr, send it to Jim Chair. <laughs> send it to Carol House. Dorr has the same number of R's as Larry. And what, one, if they ask, what if they ask me why I wanted to join their band? I'd have to be like... So I was talking about farting into a jar of my own spit, <laughs> right? Screaming at it till it lit up. <laughs> and you guys just came up. It's weird. And you guys came up after we after well, okay, so it's kind of a long story. I told we all there was four of us and we were all talking about what body liquid we would fart into and then yell into and then to figure out our soul aura. <laughs> and then I was like the this one guy said one and I said that's weird and mine wasn't cuz I love the matrix. And then you could talk to them Tucker the members of Blood, Sweat, and Tears about how much about how much you love the about Matrix. the Matrix. All right, and you could be like, "Oh, didn't um, weren't you guys on this soundtrack?" And they'd be like, "No, that wasn't us." And like, oh, I thought it. It just kind of gives me that same okay, energy. I don't mean to like drag it back to things, but I'm trying to figure out like what what this fart bubble is about. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's just it's just a thing that happens. Well, the fart bubble is definitely part of something completely <laughs> off my original topic. <laughs> So wait, it's a it's a gas bubble. So anytime you collapse a, a gas bubble that's in a liquid using sound waves, it produces light. Can you do that at home? Or is this like 
smart people things. Yeah, do you have to do this in like a smart house? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you could probably do it, but it might be dangerous. Oh. I'm, in, in reading about it, <clears throat> um, it looks like basically you get a ga- you get a bubble trapped in a gas, and you cause it to uh, expand and then collapse very quickly. So it just you know compresses very quickly, and then it emits light when it does that. And apparently, you can even get it to oscillate so that it will expand and then collapse and make light and then expand and then collapse and make light. Wait. And they're saying that so, that uh, during the collapse, the inertia of the surrounding water makes a high pressure and temperature around 10,000 Kelvins in the interior of the bubble, which I don't know how much a Kevin is, but it's 10,000 is a lot of them. Uh, I knew one Kevin. He was about 180, 85. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he was pretty hot. He was pretty hot. <laughs> he actually, he was like, he was like yeah, pretty boy emo kid. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a, a baby model. So, yeah, he was a baby model. 10,000 Kelvins is a couple black parades then. Um, and so that's, that's, that's pretty hot. Uh, and I guess what happens is the gas that's inside the bubble ionizes. Okay. So is this similar to like bioluminescence? Only in that luminescence means lighting up of. Oh, okay. Nice. So it is, but it's not. <laughs> well, it's not bio until it's your farts in your sweat and you're screaming your power word. Then it'd probably then be a form of bioluminescence. Yeah, because it's but bi- yeah, it's a it's a biological thing that's happening, right? It's just natural, baby. <laughs> That's the most bioluminescent version of sonoluminescence I've ever heard. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm just imagining someone defending this to their like significant other as like it's natural, it's normal to do this. <laughs> it's, it's fine. This is nature. It's my body. I want to find my soul, <laughs> and I want to scream into my own blood. I want to scream at my blood till it lights up. Yeah. Tucker, how? What would you do? Because is that basically your whole topic was just to be like. Hey, you ever hear about that? Well, yeah, but also <laughs> I thought maybe I thought maybe like well, yeah, you hear stories of people like oh, there was a ghost ship, or like ooh, there was a ghost out in the ocean, or like mythical creatures glowing in the in the sea, and maybe it was some weird version of that happening, you know? So this is this is weird because when we had the two Eli's on the last episode, Eli O'Kane talked about whales and how loud sperm whales are; they're the loudest animal on earth. Apparently, if you are next to a sperm whale, I don't know if it has to be underwater or above water, and they make their clicking noises, they're so loud that they can, like, make some of your organs, like, explode and your bones will explode. Oh, holy smokes. It's insanely loud. But, and then Eli Chambers, after that, was talking about sound, and now you're talking about sound. Do you think a sperm whale could collapse a gas bubble underwater in the ocean? Oh, I'm thinking wow. a thousand percent. Yes. Yes. So Cuz like that's crazy. Well, there's there's all sorts of little bubbles in the ocean, right? There's bubbles yeah. all over. It's basically like swimming in a thing of LaCroix, if you think about it. <laughs> depending on yeah. where you go. Well, what about what about Oh, what's the really deep part of the ocean called? Mario Mario Party? Bottom. The bottom. <laughs> the Mariana's trench. Uh, Mariana trench. Yeah, the Mario Party trench. Um <clears throat> yeah. The, that's where you put your friends after you've played. That's where all the banana peels are. Yeah. That's where all my that's where all my friends go after I after I pwn them at Mario Kart. That's where blue shells come from. Yeah. But is it down there or it's somewhere where there's this little tiny volcano or something underwater where it's constantly emitting gas? Mm. So I bet you around there there's probably a lot of soul color popping happening going on there. 
Yeah. There would have to be. I bet an underwater volcano at the deepest part of the ocean is probably pretty loud, too. I bet you. And then I bet you if you get some sperm sperm whales <laughs> swimming around that thing, popping and clicking, I bet you there's a lot of, what is it called? Sonoluminescence? Sonoluminescence. Sonoluminescence. That's what I thought it was. They opened up for Evanescence on their, Once, yeah. second, on their second tour. Oh, wow. Um, so you, do you know, you know pistol shrimp? You've heard of pistol shrimp? Yeah. The shrimp that can punch so hard they make a cavitation bubble? Apparently, they cause a small amount of sonoluminescence. I was just reading. Really? When they do their little fast. So if you're not familiar, the, the pistol shrimp has these little claws that it can snap so fast that it makes a shock wave because it literally the water collapses back in on itself because they move so quick. There's a gap and it crushes it with the weight of the ocean. Whoa. Um, which is why it's called the pistol shrimp. And like that freaks out whatever it's trying to mess with uh, because like you just got hit. You got punched by the ocean by this little shrimp. Yes. Uh, and apparently that collapse can produce a little tiny, barely visible flash of light through the process of sonoluminescence. It's almost oh. like... Okay, see, now that's a purpose. Yes. It's for punching. <laughs> it's for punching. It's for punching the crap out of a stupid idiot fish. So not yeah. only can you find your aura, you can also punch and yell your word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yippee! <laughs> Yay! Yippee! You just punch a sunfish in half. Those things are... Those things are humongous, aren't they? Some, yeah, some fish are big. Imagine punching one of those in half vertically. It'd be like opening a panini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My understanding is they're pretty delicate, too. Really? I thought you were going to say dumb. Yeah, they're just like, no, they're just like giant pancakes floating around in the Do ocean. you think, Tucker, do you think effectively underwater, you had one try, you could punch a hole through the side of one with your good arm? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Wow. I could do it with my bad arm, I bet. Just a perfectly clean hole, right? Just punch right through it. <laughs> you ever try to punch something in the water, though? Yeah, but sunfish, I mean, yeah. they. I'm pretty sure they regularly, like, find sunfish with, like, bites taken out of them. Yeah. And they're just still swimming around. Human bites? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just think about biting a fish as it's swimming around. As you're, like, you're, like, on some, like, scuba trip and they're, and, like, they're, they're showing you the ropes and you see one and you take out your scuba thing. <laughs> That's a sunfish. Just so bite if you're it. hungry. Go ahead. Yeah, those things Go are quick. Those things are the, probably the dumbest animal on earth. Just take a bite out of the side of it. <laughs> Basically, like a big floating taco. Just take a nibble. Just take a nibble. Fine. Yeah, I always talk with my buddies. If you could peel, if you could grab that thing by the mouth and pull opposite ways, it's like a panini opening that thing up, buddy. <laughs> We're not really allowed to do this on the whole on the yeah, scuba boat, but yeah, take a bite out of that big fish, dude. <laughs> we like to stuff them full of Doritos and hit them with coral pieces, like pinatas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, catch them with our mouth. Nice. Wow. I think sunfish actually hurt people, though. So maybe you should punch that fish more. Oh, yeah. Don't they like flop on people or like flop yeah. on the boats? I think they're just... they've crushed people. Wait. I should have said sun chips, but that's not important right now. Instead of Doritos. <laughs> oh. oh, see how you are? Yeah. yeah, see how you are. I'll edit the episode. Okay. I'll go back. What are those small, spiny ones that you can catch in rivers? Those are... Catfish? Oh, bluegill? No, sun. Th those are also sunfish, aren't they? They're just small, different sunfish. We would also yeah, call... I know we would call them sunfish. We, I called them sunfish when I was a kid, yeah. They scared me, too, trying to hold on to one of those things. They hurt. They do hurt. Why are they... Why, are they, why yeah. is this the worst fish? The sunfish? The big one? They're pointy. Yeah. they pointy. I think they're the worst <laughs> fish because... They're Aww. slow. They're very, very big. They got lips, which is like unusual for a fish. Like they got lips. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I have to look up what that sunfish looks like. This is also the second fish that we've brought up in these holiday episodes 
that we've basically kind of alluded to kissing on the lips. Yeah, I mean, wait, really? I really can't wait to hear that one when it comes out. Holy mackerel. Oh, talk Yeah, oh, it's out. It's out right now. Sorry. Oh, is it? And we, and we talk <laughs> about um, sheep's head fish and how many people you think probably just go down in the water and just ki- and just kind of make out with them because they have big human teeth. Just kind of go kissing. They got human teeth? Oh, man. These guys? Oh, yeah, those are little sunfish. I don't know if I've ever seen one of those before. Oh, look at this. Yeah, Mason just sent a picture of the big sunfish. Man, they look they look <laughs> they look like someone's first attempt at like sculpting out of marble. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did okay. You didn't do awesome, but you did okay. It really looks like they started making a human face with the mouth and nose and then really screwed up more and more from there working backwards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, they But did. it looks like they started trying to make a cat. <laughs> And then they're like, they were like, whoops, I gave it lips. <laughs> I gave it lips. Ah, I'll just say it's a person. I'll say it's a person. It's a little skinny at the back. Maybe I'll just stretch it out into a fish. You know what? You know what? This is my own thing now, actually. It's not anything. I'm, I'm making it. I'm making it up. Yeah. People are going to be like, Tony, you're so cool. The thing you made is so cool. So, Tucker, you're basically out of time. Okay. But we have time now. You can, if you have any closing thoughts, you can say a closing thought or two before... We end your segment. No, I think it's it's as easy as wrapping it up with just one one uh, small saying. Go ahead. Nature rounds. Oh, nice. Nature rounds. Yeah. Nature rounds. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you. Nature rounds, dude. Thank you, Tucker. Wow. See bye. you later. All right, bye. Wait, Tucker. Actually, why don't you send everyone into our haunted housekeeping? You don't. You can just kind of make it up as you go. All right. Welcome to the haunted housekeeping, or we're keeping up the haunted house. Get do it. Nice. Heck yeah. There's, there's usually like a countdown. In three. N- now. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Tucker. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the very spooky Haunted Housekeeping Zone. It's not that spooky. It's me, Jordan. It's been me the whole time. If you like our show and you've been listening for a while, why not leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to it on our show right now? Yeah, it on our show. Like, if if listen, please do it nice. Also, I didn't know there was a gremlin living in our house. It was me the whole time. Oh, okay. It's been me. Oh, like, yeah, you said that. Yeah. I just wasn't listening. Yep, and we're staring at each other. Awesome. You saw me say it, and you heard me say it. Yeah. But anyways, if you'd like to rate and review the show, we would love it. If it's your first episode, if this is your 140, I don't know, whatever episode, it'd be so nice to know that you enjoy the show. We are also part of the Scavengers Network. If you want to check out our show and many other shows, you can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. There's merchandise. We have merchandise on there, just saying. And um, you can also sign up for the Patreon. That's true. The Patreon gets you discounts to the Scavengers Network merchandise store. It gets you exclusive access. Nope. It gives you access to exclusive Patreon content. We've done a few things on there. There's a bunch of little silly, weird episodes on there. It's very nice. It's fun. It is very fun. Also, all the Spooky Spouses merch on the Scavengers Network store, Lindsay designed, and it's very cute and very scary. Yeah, I did it. Lindsay did it. (laughs) 
I also design a lot of other stuff, too. Um, I guess, quick plug, I have a website called calprabbit.com. You can find a bunch of handmade art, a bunch of jewelry, a bunch of things, kind of just whatever I want to do. That's right. Lindsay's been crushing it, and she has her own store and shop. You can buy earrings that she's made. You can buy little goodies that she's made. You can go to kelprabbit.com, or for all of these links, you can check out the links in our show notes at the bottom of the episode. Isn't that nice? It's nice. We would also like to give a special shout out to our friends over in California at Discount Cemetery. They are making some very fashion forward and frightful forward wearables that are very fun. They're very nice. They have things that are inspired by old Kubrick films, old cult horror classics, just fun little goodies for the whole haunted family. And also, all the quality of their goods is triple A movie quality. It is. It's triple A, very good and really nice. (laughs) We enjoy it. We do enjoy it. You can go to DiscountCemetery.com and do some browsing. They're just our buds and they make nice stuff. And now here's an ad from a podcast that we like. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, creepy people. This is PNW Haunts and Homicides. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Cassie. Together, we explore stories of the paranormal and true crime throughout the Pacific Northwest. For each episode, we do a tarot reading to help us gain some insight on the topic as we share the facts of the case and our interpretations. You can find our episodes featuring true stories from infamous cases such as the misdeeds of Boeing, as well as lesser-known true crime cases like the murders in Tunnel 13 as well as our spooky stories from Pike Place and Raven's Manor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you'd like to listen. I'm starting your timer right now. Okay, so there's a choice between two things that I was thinking of. I choose the second one. Well... The first one is something that Tucker had talked about on a spell bonding, which I'm not sure if everyone has seen, which is our friend's incredibly cursed house and then the things that happen there. And then the other thing that I was thinking about has to do with the other show that I'm working on, which is Digital Folklore. And it's a little it's a little bit academic. So like not to keep going in that direction, but it's uh, Jeffrey Jerome Cohen's monster theses, which are seven things that are what make a monster. Ooh, I feel like that one. Let's let's all vote because there's three of us. So it will be you will have a definitive vote. And that was a little bit of smart math. Well, there's technically four of us. Mason doesn't get the vote, though. I don't, oh. Yeah, Mason doesn't I'm, get the I'm, vote. I don't have um, I don't know what would prevent me from voting. I live in a Republican state. Cut that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. So speaking of what Tucker was drinking, Mason is drinking out of what looks like a flower vase, a small pitcher, a small pitcher drinking, I think. Um, a small country's worth of tang. I've it's almost a. I've drank almost a quart of tang over the course of this call, and I'm I can feel it in my throat. <laughs> that sounds really nice. delicious. That sounds delicious. I vote monsters. How many scoops? You vote monsters. I vote monsters. Mm. Monsters. I also vote monsters. Tucker, what's your vote? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to change it up, and I'm going to vote for the first one. Caitlin's house. Uh, well, <clears throat> if you do want to hear the story of Caitlin's house. You can find it on that Spellbonding episode with Tucker, which is on the Spooky Spouse's YouTube channel. That's right. And Mason made the intro for that. Oh, yeah, I did. That that cool 3D intro. Mm-hmm. You did. Um, and Tucker composed part of the music for it, too. I did. Mm, that's Tucker, right. I didn't know that. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did the part that goes bam, 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 bam. Well, ba- based off of your eyes music that Eli composed for your whole show. I recorded a cover of his song for you guys. Yeah, as a gift. It was. It was cool. It came out very fun. Yeah. That's really nice. Well, Mason, thanks so much. That'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. That was cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, tell us about these monster theses. So, so again, not to, not to get too heady, but it's basically, there's this guy, there's a lot of Jeffries in uh, like folklore writing, and that has kind of bothered me. Mm. Um, <laughs> really? There's like a lot of Jeffs. I just, I, I, I feel like I could name, there's a lot of J names in general. There's uh, Gina Jorgensen. Who we get to talk to, who's awesome. And then there's Jeffrey Jerome Cohen, and then there's Jeffrey Tolbert. There's just a lot of J's. Uh, and I think there's something to that. But Jeffrey Jerome Cohen, basically, uh, in, in the most heady academic way possible, made the seven theses of what makes a monster a monster. Ooh. And I think it's actually genuinely kind of interesting. But it's also funny to read this kind of stuff because it's talking about it's talking about monsters like vampires and werewolves and stuff. But it's, it's, it's written like this. I'll read the first sentence of this. OK. What I will propose here by way of a first foray as entrance into this book of monstrous content is a sketch of a new modus legendi, a, mo- a method of reading cultures from the monsters they engender. In doing so, I will partially violate two of the sacred dicta of recent cultural studies and so on. Wow. And that it and. And then it's like a werewolf is you know, <laughs> um, a poop monster. A first poop, poop monster. <laughs> the big poo poo doo doo monster is an example. My first, my first monster I'll be profiling is a poo poo doo doo monster. When you crap and it turns to life, <laughs> poop, poopy. Uh, it's a poop. It's okay. like the Michelin <laughs> Man, but very wet and brown. <laughs> <laughs> very much poop. It's very much poop. <laughs> so. This person, who who is this person exactly? Um, I should know more. I, he's, nice, he's affiliated dude. with the University of Minnesota. I really only know his work from this one piece. Um, okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> Bless you. <laughs> Cut all of that out. Nope. Uh, okay. Yeah. This tang is really, really sinking deep. Um, honestly, at this p- it's mostly powder, <laughs> mostly tang powder, not a lot of liquid in it. At this point, if I wanted to see my soul aura, I think I might u- I, like might use tang. Why instead oh. of sweat and tears? I wasn't the 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 mascot for tang an orangutan. Maybe all I can remember is that one thing we did with Ty, where we invented a new mascot that was an orangutan and slapped its butt and said, "Ooh, tang, that's good." Oh, that is that does sound really nice, huh? <laughs> was I there for that? That sounds familiar. I think you were. I think it was all of us and Ty. Uh. Not me. I wasn't there. I think you were. Lindsay was definitely there because there was like pasta and everything. Um, I'm usually around when there's pasta and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely there because there was pasta there. <laughs> so I know. Now it now it really. I know you were there because there was like a lot of farts and stuff. <laughs> I know you were there because I was. I kept getting really sick. I really fully veered into the inside joke on that one. No, Lindsay, it was like a game show, and Lindsay won by having like the funniest new pasta. I literally have I no recollection. Remember. I have no recollection of any of this. I'll email you the MP3. You're in it, so it's going to be spooky. <laughs> um, these seven theses that are. Very dense, but I don't know if we wanted to go through and try and invent a new monster that adheres to these as we wanted to, and I'll just kind of go through them. Ooh, okay. So there are seven theses, and I will not read this entire paper, but we'll just hit hit them in order. So Bullet point those bad boys. Seven theses. This is what makes a monster, and this really dives into the uh, 
cultural significance of them and what they mean. Okay. Thesis one is that the monster's body is a cultural body in that it's an embodiment of a certain cultural moment, a time of feeling and a place. And its body literally incorporates like fears, desires, anxieties, and fantasies of the culture that created it. Okay. So what is the, what do we want for the body of our monster to be? What cultural moment do we want reflected in our, in our monster? Jeez. (laughs) I would say, oh, this is hard because now, because there's, there's all of us having to decide to create a monster. And there's so many monsters out there that have all like different styles. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. All these monsters have different styles. You, you think of uh, uh, like Slender Man, right, is, a bu- is like a businessman with no face. Like uh, th- that's sort of a thing that embodies that moment and oh. <laughs> part of what he represents. I feel like I feel like Ohio would just be a frat boy doing this. Oh, that's a really good idea. That's yeah. a really good idea. Like just I'm a normal fr- frat boy. Kind of afraid of that guy. Yeah. Is, is, it, the, <laughs> is it the OU man? Oh, Ohio State guy. Yeah. The O. Where they always they always put the O over their head. They put their arms above their head and make the O. And okay. I would say that at least for me, the the fear there is that not them in general, but they're gonna say they love saying O H and if you don't reply with an I O afterwards, then they get mad at you. And that pressure being like, I don't want to say I O back. I don't care. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that pressure. And then getting like, just say, dude, what's up, man? Where's your Ohio pride, bro? Yeah. But you don't want to. It projects supernaturally that social pressure on you. And you feel like everyone's going to judge you and everyone's looking at you, even if you're alone. If you see it in the woods and it says, oh, wait, you have to say I O back. So this monster, I think. By way of the the O or the the arms over the head is an embodiment of societal yeah. and like regional social pressure. Perfect. And the cultural body of this monster is the is the O guy. So that that's what that's what he looks like. Oh. Theses two. Okay. The monster always escapes. We see the damage the monster wreaks. The material remains like the footprints of a yeti across the Tibetan snow, the bones of the giant stranded on a rocky cliff. But the monster itself turns immaterial and vanishes to reappear somewhere else. How does the how does the Ohio man uh, and we'll, we'll get to a name. I'm sure we'll land on something eventually. But how does this how does okay. this monster escape? It just it just runs into the forest, leaving nothing but beer foam in its wake. Yeah. <laughs> beer foam, not even cans. <laughs> Yeah, it's there. Like there's like thick foam, almost like how when those frogs like lay eggs on trees and stuff. How it's like sticky and because it has to be like kind of supernatural. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's foamy and really thick and gross. And like, I think he'd be like kind of like loose and jelloey because he's like always a little drunk. <laughs> so like he could get hit by cars and stuff, and like it doesn't phase him. He's jelly. ready to go. Stretchy and bendy. Doesn't look when he yeah. crosses the street. Just has his arms perpetually raised over his head. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really, yeah. So this this thing can just get away fast anywhere. What what beer is it that it leaves behind in sticky, what beer foam does he leave in sticky sacks on trees? I think the, I bet the way I think that this would work is the foam would smell different to each person. Like, oh, oh that's, that's PBR. Or like, no, that's. Oh, that's that's Bush Light. That's Genesee. That's uh, would it smell kind of like how John Travolta in the movie Michael smelled like people's favorite things. Um, that's just a that reference. Was a thing? 
that okay well I'll, we'll just move past that one was that um, imagined was that a say, fantasy you had like i thought i thought he weird. always just smelled like pie nope he smelled like everyone's favorite thing oh, and okay. everyone's favorite thing is pie well uh okay if you watch the movie michael i beg to differ okay? you know what one of my favorite things is money and i bet john travolta does smell like money i bet you he so, does scientology money that actually makes sense and i will say that growing up i for some reason i think i watched that movie maybe 10 times in one year and i just really <laughs> love that movie michael um angels angels just john travolta as a angel um but i i would say that the the ohio working title ohio guy or working name would smell like everyone's beer or liquor that got that they remember as being like their worst hangover mm. or like they got really oh. sick oh yeah yeah like really sick oh that's amazing that's great okay and that's what's left behind okay theses three and we touched a little bit on this this one is my favorite the monster is the harbinger of category crisis. And what this means is that there is a transgression that is happening inherently in this monster. And the easiest way to think of it is that it breaks two categories. So like a vampire is monstrous because it's breaking our categories of living and dead. Or depending on the culture, like a witch, uh, like a witch is a depiction of femininity and danger, which goes against like patriarchal values. So it doesn't have to be something as concrete as living or dead. It can be more cultural or a product of interesting uh, society it emerges from. So what categories is the Ohio person pushing across? We talked about social pressure, but what is the contrasting thing that is like makes up the core of this? What is the disturbing factor? Oh, that's such a hard question. I don't know. This is kind of like the core. This is what this is the seed at the heart of the Ohio man. Do you think do you think that it would be a dangerous creature? Because maybe it could be so disturbing because it isn't inherently dangerous. Oh, like all the societal pressure that you're feeling is kind of self-imposed in a way. Or maybe like you sort of go mad with self-imposed societal pressure. Ooh, so it's harm. It's actually harmless and it can't do anything to you. But it makes you fear it yeah. irrationally. The yes. only the only harm yes. that can come to you is from yourself because of your irrational fear of it. Of being ostracized publicly because you don't want to say the I.O. thing because most people don't <laughs> I. O. care about it. Or it like makes eye contact with you and you're like, no, I'm going to have to talk to him. <laughs> Yes, you, yeah. you see like, it. I don't want to talk to that guy. No, not at all. And the thing that's supernatural is that nobody wants to. Yes. Mm. Not even other people who are like that. Even someone who at every football game or even in like a gas station. Even a real frat boy. Is like True. when they lock eyes <laughs> with, with the uh, with Osman pit throwing the no uh, uh, OS man. Um <laughs> That OS man is like Bill Gates who made Windows. Um, Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. So, um, modest mouse. Modest, m- modest man. That's a brewery around here. Um, nobody. So the, the category that's being broken then is danger and harmlessness and social pressure. Something like or, that. I would think so. This category seems too. It, it feels too smart for me. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm answering it correctly, but I would say. It breaks, yeah, harmlessness and then like crippling societal pressure or, yeah, the the need to fit in, quote unquote. It it can't hurt you, but it makes you feel like you're going to hurt yourself. Yes. 
Wow, this is getting really heavy. Yeah. yeah. I was just kind of thinking of like a cat that like if you don't give it treats, it bites your fingers off. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Like <laughs> So a cat. So a cat. <laughs> yeah, so just a, basically a cat. But maybe it's like big or something. Like like a like a yeah, like a big cat. Like or a- maybe it's really, really small. Which could be scarier. <laughs> yeah, it could. Just you can't see it. Just big enough to get one finger just a little bit in its mouth, and it has to like work its way down like an electric pencil sharpener. Yeah, yeah. it bites your yeah. nails off. Yeah, it electric pencil sharpeners your fingers off. It's a cat with Ew. a pencil sharpener mouth. I hate this. <laughs> that actually or it's, is a, some... it's a cat body with a pencil sharpener face, and it <laughs> oh. grinds your fingers off. And it's transgressing the categories of responsibility and laziness because cats are lazy, but pencil yeah. sharpeners are responsible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is good. I, th- this I didn't is... realize we would have two monsters at the same okay. time. The, uh, Theses four. This one might be a little bit tricky, and so we can blow right Not past it if we have to, but it's the monster. The monster dwells at the gates of difference. The monster is difference made flesh come to dwell among us. Uh, it is othered. It is otherized. It's an incorporation of the outside, the beyond. Uh, it's an exaggeration of some kind of cultural difference, which actually I think we already did because it's like the proto frat boy taken to a new level, right? Yes. Yes. So like, let's talk about physical appearance. What is, what is this thing? Long arms, very long arms to make the arms. Big O. Yeah. Yeah. Very big big O. O. Oh, if they are so flexible as to be hit by a car and remain unharmed, maybe their elbows don't quite work right. So, like, their O is is an O. It's, like, bendy. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's like their Horrendous. bones are, like, oh, I'm trying to think, like, um, not to the point of, like, you know, like, um, oh, my gosh. What are they called? Creepy crawlers? Like, those little, like, spongy little gummy buddies? Yeah. Right, yeah. Sour gu- gummy worms? What's, what's the... How, <laughs> like, pipe cleaners. <laughs> Like pipe cleaners that are coated in like, like pudding that's being, that was frozen is being like kind of thawed out. Like it's really soft. Oh, Oh, but it's like, it's still like obviously takes some force and they don't quite bend like perfectly. Sounds like a hot dog. Their bones are like hot dogs. Yes. They are. And the hot dog arm. The longer the hot dog, the less structural integrity there is, which I will say Mm. when you, when, when you all came to visit. Um, this past summer, Mason was the first person I saw in my real life that ordered a foot long hot dog. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. And I think that's really funny because I was like, oh, a foot long hot dog. That's fun. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you just don't have to get two hot dogs. You just get the one big one. The one, Yeah. Honestly, I think that was the second time in my life that I've had a foot long hot dog, too. <laughs> that was a great trip. That was an awesome. Trip. It was a really you know what? That was a special trip. It was. Yeah, it was a special trip. So, OK, so Bones. Bones like hot dogs. Very long arms. Mm. Very long arms. Is this thing wearing clothes or is it kind of like really not? Is it it naked? Definitely flip flops. (laughs) Oh, it's wearing flip flops? (laughs) Like leather ones. Slides. Slides. Not the toe thongs, but (laughs) slides. Slide. Nike slides. Yeah, it's wearing Nike slides that are red and white because that's the colors of Ohio State. I'm thinking bicycle shorts. Yeah, why is that? Bicycle or, or cargo. I would say khaki cargo shorts. Yeah. Khaki cargo. I'd go with khaki cargo. Yeah. Definitely a sports jersey or a polo. Oh. I would, yeah, probably so, like some sort of like a generic, like like an alien was trying to like guess what a sports jersey looked like. Oh. And, or like... Like, like you typed in like maybe a year or two ago when like AI imaging started to become public and people were like, oh, how silly is this? Um, 
and you just typed in generic sports jersey into like some AI generator where like it looks right. But then you more, the, the more you look, you're like, what is that thing? That's not even a word. It's just vaguely letterish. It says sprambinge. Um, yes. And I think, too, I feel like, Lindsay, I think you hit it with sports jersey because I just immediately pictured very pasty and like armpit hair. Ew. Just poking out. Just like, you know, just like a little bit of armpit hair. Yeah. Because um, they got their arms yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say skin like the pale man from oh. Pan's Labyrinth, too. Yo, like really yeah. Really stretchy Ooh. and gross. But always, aged. because of the way their arms are, always, no matter what, their sports jersey falls in such a way that like one of their nipples is showing. <laughs> yes. 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 And I wanted to I wanted to make a reference earlier, like, oh, I they would have to have really strange nipples. <laughs> but I'm really glad that you said that. Cool. So, yes. Maybe they're pierced with like red and white dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah, only one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So we got so we got that. That's that's the exaggerated appearance uh 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 which oh man, this there's like four pages on this. The monster dwells at the gate of difference. Number five is the monster polices the border of the possible, and then the first sentence in this is like I was talking about. The monster resists capture in the epistemological nets of the erudite, but is something more than a Bakintian ally of the popular. That doesn't mean anything to me because I'm stupid and didn't go to college. But I have no idea what that means. The next sentence says that from its position at the limits of knowing, the monster stands as a warning against exploration of its uncertain demesnes, which I think is the plural of demise. I'm not sure. Okay. So the monster polices the border of the possible. What is that for this one? Polices the border of the possible? So if you think about how, like, uh, uh, again, I guess Slenderman is in the woods, like, he'll capture you if you explore, or or really any sort of spooky, like, uh, creature that lives in the woods. It's it's a warning, you know, don't venture too far kind of thing. I was going to say, maybe it only shows up if you're drunk enough. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh. That's good. You could be anywhere. You could be anywhere. <laughs> and then you just see, like, he'll round a corner in your friend's house, arms up in an O, nipple hanging out from underneath the sports jersey, and just be like, <laughs> O-H. And you're like, dolly zoom. The world gets smaller behind you. Yeah. <laughs> like, what about if you're not drunk, and then he sponsors Budweiser, and they're like, see, you better get drunk. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, you got the O, man. So, Ooh. Then this monster would have been created by some billion dollar or trillion dollar corporation grown in a lab in order to make you drink to make this thing go Ooh. away. Oh, now the monster's capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> How does this keep happening? But if you think about it, if this thing kind of represents like if it's wearing like a generic sports jersey from from a university. Yeah. A lot of universities. I mean, it is just like uh, capitalism and social pressure wrapped together in uh, immortality and youth and frivolity and weird pride in a transient thing that you did not create. Yes. Um, and I love I definitely think that it you only see him IRL if you're drunk enough. Yes. Which would make the commercials a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be like. <laughs> it's an actor in the commercials, right? True. But then if you're drunk enough and you see a commercial, you see the real the real thing in the background of the commercial oh. like oh, hey. But you and then that could also be reason to sell and drink beer because you could have people like everyone like at like Super Bowl parties or whatever watching sporting events or whatever. 
they're all different levels of drunkenness or inebriated or whatever. So mm. everyone's like, oh, do you see that thing in the back? And a lot of people are like, I didn't see it. And then you create this culture of like, we're doing the slam 12 beers and watch the YouTube commercial challenge. Yeah. And I, okay. So I just thought of something. You can't say I owe back. And that's the thing. It traps you in this social awkward anxiety thing where all you can, your brain is spiraling on like, I don't want to say oh. I owe. And you become awkward. And because you are being held captive by the OH man, uh, you know, and so you're the one at the party who's just sort of sitting there quietly and everyone's like, you all right? And you're like, yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, and you start talking to the person whose party is about like their hobby and you don't have any interest in it. Yeah. I was thinking about getting into jet skiing too. Yeah. Uh, and then you buy one on your phone. <laughs> yeah. I just bought one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then and, just trying to fit in. <laughs> and then like someone's talking about something like neat that you can do and then you're just too awkward to do it. Where they're like, oh, oh, jo Jordan, Jordan uh, plays saxophone a lot, actually, you know. So, like, Jordan, you should, you should get in on this conversation. You're just like, oh, no. huh? I, I, uh, uh, and then you say something really dumb about something you know a lot about. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah, uh, Mason, yeah, Mason, <laughs> do that, um, do that Billy Crystal impression you do. It's like spot on. Oh, uh, 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 I love monkeys. City <laughs> uh, slickers. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Wow, so cool. <laughs> Uh, I like where this monster is going. I like how we're developing this monster. Same. CC6, we're almost at the finish line. Don't know where the timer is, but we're getting real close to the end of this. Not going to tell you. Okay. Fear of the monster is really a kind of desire. The monster is continually linked to forbidden practices in order to normalize and to enforce. At this point, I think we have done a very good job because I'm just seeing these later ones being reflected in everything we've already created. Ooh. Because it's the desire mm. to like get drunk and party and go along with the crowd and cheer O-H-I-O. -O yes. Wave your arms around, right? Oh, my gosh. We're, we've done a really good job. We're kind of experts. Yeah. And then theses number seven. This one is one I have a very hard time wrapping my head around. I mean, I mean, a lot of them are. I'm not a folklorist. I'm just talking to a lot of them for this project. Um, theses seven. The monster stands at the threshold. I want to read this better. Jordan, pitch my voice down. Okay. And then <clears throat> or, or pitch it up. Wait, which one do you want? Up or down? Whatever one feels right in the moment. Sideways. I'll put you sideways. <laughs> Feces seven. <laughs> the monster stands at the threshold. Dot, dot, dot. Of becoming. And that dot, dot, dot is in this paper. Oh, there's a, there's, there's a scholarly ellipses. A, yeah, an S-E. The monster stands at the threshold. Scholarly ellipses of becoming. And then the first paragraph, the first sentence. This thing of darkness, I acknowledge mine. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Monsters are our monsters are our children. They can be pushed to the furthest margins of geography and discourse, hidden away at the edges of the world and in the forbidden recesses of our mind. But they always return. And when they come back, they bring not just a fuller knowledge of our place in history and the history of knowing our place, but they bear self-knowledge, human knowledge and a discourse all the more sacred as it arises from the outside. That is several words, all forming the <laughs> longest sentence I've ever seen. One sentence. That was a lot of words. Yeah. And yes. I was listening to it. And then as you got to like maybe the 15th word, I started zoning out and I was like, <laughs> I wonder what Tucker's doing. <laughs> I, I'm glad you asked because I think my brain wrapped around that. Good. But I don't know if I understood it properly. So like, I feel like our Ohio 
boy monster thing here stands at the press at the precipice. Was that the word at the pursuit at the threshold stands at the threshold of becoming. And I think the threshold of becoming like what it is, I think it stands at the threshold of becoming like completely unaware of those social things that make us uncomfortable, you know, of becoming yourself comfortable with being yourself all the time, not necessarily being your, well, maybe, but like, like it stands at that threshold of you becoming a version of yourself where you would do the Ohio thing without thinking it's weird, you know? Ah, does that make sense? It does. And I think it lines up because the next sentence is the actual. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, swear oh, jar. No. Oh. I'll bleep it. Mason just said, Mason just said a really bad swear. <laughs> I did. I said a really bad one. This this next sentence is the gosh darn <laughs> core of the thing for the monster stands at the threshold of becoming. They ask us to reevaluate our cultural assumptions about race, gender, sexuality, our perception of difference, our tolerance towards its expression, and ask us why we have created them. So I actually do think that what you said, Tucker, kind of fits in line with that. Sick. It does. We're reevaluating our cultural assumptions about social pressure, right? Yeah. Wow. What's wrong with being that excited about your school? Yeah, maybe nothing at all. Maybe nothing. And what's stopping you from not why does that why does the oh man have this effect on you how do you become immune to it what is what is your oh what is your oh what is what is your oh that you're asking for an io you i know would, i would google what is your oh but i think i would turn up some unsavory links <laughs> <laughs> um so if there's time on the clock we need a name we do this is great um Okay, Ohio. Well, if we're thinking about... um, But you have to think a lot of people like Ohio State. They're not necessarily from Ohio. Mm. True. And and I think this monster would show up elsewhere, too, in in, in different uh, places, because I'm sure every college has some (laughs) fanatic hand gesture thing. They have to. All I can think of up here would be YMCA, and that's, I don't know, that might be worse. (laughs) I was just thinking, like, sports... Buddy. Sports buddy. Sports buddy. We can go from there. We can go yeah. from there. The or buddy like, man. The but. Uh, I don't know. There's there's sportsman, um, cheer guy, buddy boy, uh, buddy boy. There's buddy boy. Is kind of creepy. Oh, buddy boy. I don't hey, like. Yeah. It. Hey, last night I was at I was at a party and I saw buddy boy. Oh, so that must oh, mean you were yeah. You were you, you had a lot to drink. I saw the buddy boy. Does that feel Ooh. right? I yeah, saw I like buddy the boy. in front of it. The buddy boy. The buddy boy. I saw the buddy mm, boy. The buddy boy. I think it sounds good because it's endearing, but contextually. Is it spelled B-U-D-D-Y or B-U-T-T-Y? <laughs> <laughs> the buddy boy. Also, okay, if it is spelled B-U-T-T-Y, does this thing have a weird butt? <laughs> it's just really good. It's like a good, it's a really good butt. I was going to say, you don't have to make it weird. Like, make <laughs> yeah. it lush. It's like, it's a, like just like good. a, like, that's just one like... thing about it that you're like, yep. Yeah, I saw, I saw the buddy boy and I was like, you know, of course I had a lot to drink and whatever, but it had a, like, you know, it had a fantastic butt. Ruined, ruined my <laughs> night, but that donk. <laughs> you know, 
Well, and that's funny too because maybe that's like that's like a reason why you just can't stop thinking about it. Like, why did it have such oh, an immaculate yeah. butt? Why couldn't I impress this person with a great butt? Just all I had to say was I O, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. So then maybe that implies more societal pressure because you're like, maybe if I become their friend, maybe I could. Yeah, I just, I'm kind of around the butt more often, which is great. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe I can be in close proximity to that posterior. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. So maybe that adds to the pressure and that also adds to your sense of failure. Here's mm. this person who can get hit by cars and isn't afraid to be what they are, which is enthusiastic and fanatic. And they have a great boot to boot. <laughs> this is like this. This is someone you want to impress and can't. And they lock you in a supernatural trance of social awkwardness of dread existential dread that you can't live up to the societal expectations put on you in that moment and it ruins your night it kicks off your social anxiety even if you never had it i think this is a really powerful monster like i understand that like you know haha he he it's like a it's like a silly show sometimes i do think though at its core this is a powerful monster it kind of has like early 2000s horror <laughs> thriller movie vibes we should turn this into a short film at some point. We should get Eli Chambers to play Buddy Boy. I don't know if Eli's got a good butt, but we can get a prosthetic butt. Yeah, prosthetic for sure. Yeah, prosthetic for sure. <laughs> I like that we took this academic paper on the cultural significance that underlies every monster story and then created our own that is not only hilarious, but relevant. It's very relevant. Yeah, yeah, it is. I like that you said relevant too, because it's like an animal. It's like it's <laughs> it's like a, it's like a big animal that's like, hey, did you check Twitter today? Honk honk or whatever sound elephants make. <laughs> hey, did you check? Hey, did you see Elon Musk? That's my. It's my relevant noise, Tucker. What's your relevant noise? My relevant noise. Oh, nice. Something like that. That's maybe. the worst. That's the second worst sound I've heard out of your body, and I've known you for like 18 years. <laughs> well, hey, um, Mason. Yeah. Well, Tucker, you, well, Tucker, you already said. Well, you already said who you are and what you do. I'll put your information in the show notes as well because we're about to run out of time. Yeah, and also I think it's worth mentioning in a, a show that I'm working on with Perry Carpenter is Digital Folklore, where we dive into uh, folklore that spreads across the internet or is born on the internet or has some relevance to technology in the current age. And the thing about that is that folklore isn't just old stories. It literally encompasses so many aspects of human creation and creativity. So things like memes, uh, uh, every small online community, really any group of folks and the stories they create. And it's really fun because it's also set in like a fictional universe. So it's like a doc. It's like Podcube plus an NPR show in a fun way. Mason, I'm very excited for that show. Me too. I am too, and I'm really behind on editing it. <laughs> Mason and Tucker, do you both want to yell your power words at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Go, hurry. I need to pull mine up on Wikipedia. Mustafer! <laughs>
checking my microphone, checking it out. Lindsay, can checking you please... Checking my microphone, checking check it out. Checking it out, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, stands for checking it out. Lindsay, can you please... Checking it out. Checking it out, guys. Checking it out. Thanks <laughs> for coming to my YouTube channel, checking it out. <laughs> like, comment, sub, snarf. Smash the stir snurbs button. Thanks for checking it out. Lindsay, you want to do another one really quick? I think I'm good. Does it sound okay? Um, can you try one really quick? Snurb. It's perfect. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Our PodCube devices are able to record audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. And this is what they're picking up. I hate flowers. flowers. I feel like a poop seller. I feel like I'm selling poop. There's a whole baby Mark Zuckerberg in here. Is it real? I, I don't think so, but it's wet and it doesn't smell good. Did you smell the mouth? No, I didn't smell. Hi, welcome to Circuit City. Can I help you find anything now, today? Now, politely, just shut up. I'm going to take this iPod, dip it in some sauce. Ooh, hard to eat. Bet you it'd be harder to eat without all the sauce on it. Search PodCube in your podcast app or go to poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. I'm gonna have to start putting the lock on the refrigerator door because I can't make this peanut butter pie as fast as them children can eat it.